0: MyPatter's is sponsored by the MyoMix Growth Group, a group that is dedicated to nurturing, promoting and growing myotherapy businesses for the benefit of myotherapists and their employees and the myotherapy industry. If you are interested in growing your myotherapy business, go to www.myomix.com.au to register for the first two meetings for free. Hello and welcome to episode two of Myo Matters. I'm Catherine Frost, and I'm excited to be joined today by Sher Hetherington and Lucy Frostick. Sher is located in Regional Victoria, and she practices as a myotherapist at Fix Movement Performance in Shepparton, which is in the Golden Valley. And Lucy is the COVID officer for Fix. Lucy is a remedial massage therapist who brings twenty-five years of twenty clinical experience. Today we plan to deep dive into how to attract patients back to our myotherapy clinics following COVID-19. In this episode we will discuss some of the challenges that may be experienced with returning to practice following COVID-19 lockdowns. We will discuss strategies on how to prepare for return to practice and we will look at how myotherapy clinics may have recovered in Queensland. Sharon Lucy can you tell us about your clinic fix uh, and how COVID-19 has affected you in regional Victoria as opposed to clinicians working in metro Victoria?
1: Sure. So uh, so we're in obviously Shepparton and um, we were like everybody else in the very first lockdown where everyone was initially shut for the first five weeks i six think weeks. it was and six weeks so um i guess you know even playing field there and then we re- reopened and the how did it affect us i guess uh, just initially um you know a lot of people you're know, very scared i suppose for that first week or two um when we were yep. shut. we found by the time we actually reopened uh, we had people emailing us inquiring to get back in and I didn't feel like there was actually a real um, issue amongst the community other than, you know, they were nervous but they were happy to be here and I think that's probably um, a credit to, you know, businesses that do the right thing most of the time in that um, we have a very clean sort of setup up here and good procedures and I, I believe yeah, a lot of our clients came straight here trusting us so I think that's
2: yeah.
1: it was a real standout thing for us what are you yeah, mean, the situation
2: Mason? in Victoria was managed we're two hours up the road north of Melbourne and so our locality was um, you know a bit like a lot of the regions were we were going very well and then that was in lockdown one <laughs> or after lockdown one lockdown two Came at the early part of August, and um, that was a whole different ball game. And that nervousness returned um, for staff and clients, and it was you—you you could see the writing on the wall. But um, again, we were not the whole clinic locked down because that time, by that time, Allied Health had got the been an endorsed provider. You know, yeah. in terms of the government in Victoria, and I guess
1: then that's still at stage three, whereas that's metropolitan right. Melbourne is stage was, four. Yeah, so they were all shut. So we, so July for us is probably in regional Victoria. It's been the busiest. It's actually um, we had we had a cracking sort of July compared to um, other Julys in the last couple of years because all our um, there were a couple of things. I think um, you know a lot of people working from home, so they were tired and sore and not having the proper office set up people had financially the money to sort of go oh I will just go in for a treatment whereas and a bit more regularly Um, a lot of our uh, older retiree people tend to head up the coast in winter so they're all stuck here with us so they were getting treatment and look I think that maybe the we had a return of a lot of old old clients and I'm going to say these clients are people that probably don't really like spending the money on uh, the our treatment level sometimes. So I want to choose this carefully. People that, you know, often would go to the Chinese massage place down the road, the unaccredited, whatever. I felt like we had a massive return of those people. Yeah. They, they didn't, I think, again, it comes back to all of a sudden you realise that the things that you normally do, are actually valued. Um, I, I feel a lot of people were coming in saying they just did, actually didn't have the confidence around going to those places anymore. So, yes. um But so you know, that was, more about yeah. us that that,
0: in, in our industry, and that we're following you know, government protocols, Yes. Um, and that we would m- be more likely to adhere to those.
2: Yes,
1: yes. And and I think it's a real visual thing. I know, that you know, a couple of times I've, I've probably gone, you know, desperate on a Sunday when you can't move um, <laughs> and can't find anyone around to treat you. Um, you know, you, you feel like you're going in there and, and um, you know, it's recycled towels over and over. Compromises. over, and over. It's compromises. <laughs> it's really, and, and without going into it too much, you, the difference is just... Huge
0: and uh, yeah. Oh, sure. And Lucy, are you concerned about patients being reluctant to come back for treatment due to fear now after this long, uh, longer lockdown? And how do you think that this is going to affect a productive financial turnover for you after this this really extended lockdown in, in
1: Melbourne? Look, I think that if, it's any, if we can go on uh, regional, you know, we treatment-wise, we haven't altered. The only time I've noticed dip when we had an outbreak here in... No, we had a potential outbreak here in Shepparton uh, two weeks ago. Everyone would have seen it on the national news. That is the, the first time I've actually, through this whole COVID thing, noticed an actual dip. And that was just because in our community, you know, 5,000 people went and got tested within two to three days. And because there was that fear that um, we had someone come here sort of 13 days prior to that, and it was all around that truck driver, unfortunately, not um, forgetting that he came to Sheppendam, which is a bit disturbing. Mm -hmm. I thought we were a bit memorable on that, but (laughs) anyway, um, you know. uh, Apparently not. Apparently not. Um, But he, um, yeah, sort of didn't give that information. So that meant that we were 13 days behind, probably tracking where this virus may have gone to. So I think just everyone was very vigilant in the town. They just decided to sort of stay home until we got our head around the testing and the numbers and making sure there wasn't actually an outbreak. That's the only time I've noticed the dipper now. Um, so we were for three days last, was it? yeah, it was last, last week, wasn't it? Was, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, we had 50% filling. That's it. That's the only, through this whole thing, and that was a very pointed potential outbreak in Shepherd, in which, you know, really proud to say this whole G V area, you know, there was three initial cases. There's nothing else that's coming out of it. So I believe it is due to the fact that everyone is following the protocol. So it actually does work. I'm a great believer in that. So um, people just have to, you know, my therapist, you have to get your head around this COVID-safe planning. It's very doable. There's plenty of us out there that are really happy to help anybody. Um, I'm even going to put our COVID safe plan uh, on my mix at some stage for people to reference. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, certainly in Queensland, that's uh,
0: what I've found is that having a a clinic that um, I guess has a high standard for infection control and is probably going, you know, Maybe even above and beyond, that actually is an attractive point to get patients to come in. Um, so I think you're right. Having a you know a COVID-safe plan is is really the best way to go, and and getting the public to know that that's out there.
1: Yeah, definitely. So
0: Sharon, Lucy, what measures have you put into place to ensure patient confidence apart from what we just discussed your COVID-safe plan? Um, like do you do surveys prior to attendance and how did Lucy become involved with this, um, the COVID Safe plan? And what was her role in assisting you to prepare for a return to a COVID Safe practice?
1: Okay, so I might answer just a little bit of that first. So look, Lucy um has been the reason she landed the COVID Safe job uh was purely because I told her to <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> no we're yin and yang Lucy and I so Lucy's Lucy's a very um she's been very diligent in all her following the, the COVID uh issues on podcast news articles to the nth degree and I was pos- I was the other way so we just decided that between the two of us we would come to a really reasonable uh solution around it so I know that probably sounds a bit crazy but I think um it, it's I think you bring two quite extreme um, opinions together and, and that's why we did it, so that we could have healthy debates around things, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, Lisa? always. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, so Lisa, you answer the rest. Okay. Yeah, look, I
2: suppose i became become quite interested in the coronavirus topic. Um, I remember getting home from work one night and my partner's a scientist and he was watching uh, Four Corners and it was... Based uh, the documentaries on Wuhan, and I just remember this visual image of people 's houses are being welded. the doors of their houses were being welded shut to keep them from leaving and you know spreading the virus and that was just a kind of like something i look back and think of and remember and so through by chance, another customer recommended a podcast which I sort of was using as a resource, and just to Just in in my nature a bit to, you know, question and um, research a bit more and sort of learning as we we were all learning on the run back in March and April and we are all locked down and a bit of time on our hands. So it was interesting to investigate it initially. And then, you know, when it was time to come back to work, it was like, okay, so how are we going to do things differently? Because I I knew that there was a need and then um, I was sort of, you know, bursting with, little bits of information and things I wanted to do and initially it felt like it was all a bit overkill but now I think we've learned that it's, you know, all that we've implemented is, is necessary and I think Cher underscored that when we talk about the shepherd and outbreak last week. It's like how we haven't had more cases, I don't know, but I think what we're doing is working. So some of the things we've implemented in the clinic include safety screens at the reception desk and um, screening process when people book Yeah, screening yeah. process. So people are asked to... Con- um, answer a health check questionnaire either prior to coming in or with the therapist and before the consultation starts. We're doing temporary.
0: Yeah. So you tell our listeners what questions you would ask on that so that the people that are still not yet back at work may have an idea of, you know, what to ask?
1: Yep. Yeah, actually I'll put that on the Myomix website yeah. um, as well, yep. well. From memory but, there's um, obviously
2: the general ones about symptoms and um, referencing specifically temperature and those well-known COVID symptoms, uh, questions based on um, if anyone's returned from overseas, Are you, have you cared for anyone within the 14 days that is a confirmed um, case of COVID-19, have you um, been a considered a close or casual contact of anyone who's a confirmed or suspected case of COVID-19? There's all this new language that we've yeah. learned and, it's, it's, and it's, it's still evolving now. How th- we're approaching things in Victoria um, is even just in two weeks. And the
1: great thing about this form on Clinico that you can send out is we actually adjust ours depending on what's happening. So which, when we had the, right. the outbreak last week, we took off the overseas travel uh, question because it you know there's only so many you want to throw at people but that didn't seem so relevant we needed something more around yeah, had you, had reliable, you visited yeah. um the locations in Shepparton that were on the hit list so I think that's what people have to get their head around is you've got this COVID safety plan, it changes all the time so be you've got to be you've got to be onto it you've got to be flexible and use that form as a way of identifying different different outbreaks all the time and keep changing it so um, the other things when people So
0: Lucy and Cher, do you send that out as an email or do you send a text as well?
1: Uh, it's it's a form that gets sent with their text message to confirm their appointment. And okay.
2: Some people will um not even necessarily notice that before they come in. So a lot some people are completing it online before they come in and then if it's not then they do it with the therapist immediately in the treatment room and the con- treatment con- continues if everything on that health questionnaire ticks off without any irregularities if it doesn't then that's a, a red flag for the consultation to be yeah.
1: Okay. yeah right and if you've got reception like we have we're lucky enough we we put an ipad downstairs last week as well so if it's a reception when they check in they realize they haven't done it we're just using the ipad so we're you know we can disinfect that after they've They've filled it out. And then we're temperature checking people before they come in. And then when we take them into the room, we're actually um getting them to remove their mask. We're putting in a little plastic bag and giving them a fresh one. So we're actually making sure everything within that room is that's a great point to
0: raise, sure, because I did notice that this came up as a question on our My Therapy Forum. And the same in my clinic in Queensland when patients come to my clinic door I actually give them a fresh mask and my reason for that is that you know they could they they could be in their car and touch their you know steering wheel which could have bacterial virus on it and then touch the mask and then they then bring that into the clinic on the mask so I think it's a good market
1: Catherine before they arrived or if they've been at the bank have gone to the ATM to get your money before they've arrived I mean it's the same mask I've been wearing for 14 days (laughs)
2: exactly exactly. pretty dirty ones out there I've noticed in the uh, supermarkets it's like okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) you gotta get yourself (laughs) new ones sometimes we
0: have have to explain it's 14 days (laughs) (laughs) and we often have it to them because they can't understand why they can't wear their mask and, and that's exactly the right answer, you know, that you've been out and about and you could have had these mask for days and yeah. yeah, but I think that's a good point to raise for the other, all the myos that's still waiting to go back to practice who are asking these questions, yes. I would certainly as, as an ex-nurse, I would recommend giving them a fresh
1: mask, definitely. Yeah. And, and that's the, that was the thing that prompted us because we have Map um, Australia works in with this clinic as well and, and the lady that works for that is a nurse. Yes. So she sort of raised that with us. And is it, a, is it an actual requirement? I mean, a lot of people, I find there's a lot of anger going out there, like, do I have to do that or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, look, just get, make sure you know all the rules and then if you want to have your variation, I feel more comfortable. Um, with an extra one dollar, uh, you know, and sixty cents spend on uh, yes. giving them a mask, especially when you know we've experienced what it is like to have um an a, a potential outbreak and having you know the the all of Australia kind of watching you with bated breath for a week and it and it's not nice, you know, it's not um I know Metro Melbourne's dubbed not great, but it, I tell you, when in a little town. Or a, or a little mini city or whatever, but when you're a region that gets um, you know, earmarked for that, you just want to know that you've ticked all the boxes. You know, you just, you know, even if you did a proper fine, I just want to hold my head up high and, 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 and be able to know that we kept our community as safe as possible. And sharing Queensland at the moment,
0: masks aren't mandatory like they are in Victoria for you guys. But they're recommended if you can't socially distance. So I insist that, that my patients wear one in my clinic and I wear one as well. And my reasons for that is that I really reduce the risk. Mm. And given that I have a lot of immunosuppressed patients, I'm, I just explain to them that I'm doing the best thing to protect them. And they're happy with that. And in actual fact, it's brought me more clients because they can see that I'm doing, you know, efforts that other clinics aren't doing. Yes. Absolutely. So I, I can only recommend to try to do that if possible. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And look, we mentioned we you know, we're we're professionals, we're we're trying to really push the government to understand where we as myotherapists sit in the allied profession. So I think you have to be as
2: professional as you can be. And and that's yep. an example of it. Um yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. It stands out when you're doing those very visually obvious measures, face masks, and it's an easier one for us in Victoria than it is for you in Queensland because it's mandatory. But no doubt, you do get some pushback. But, yeah, it's um, well done to you for managing that. But it's, I think it's a sensible move and it's, I think it's the big difference It's certainly probably been the thing that's turned us around in Victoria, apart from the socially distancing, but the masks is a big one.
0: Sure. And Lucy, how are you marketing yourself? um for for the return to practice or how did you do that um following the lockdowns just so that you can give some insight to you know metro colleagues who are still not back in their clinics um for instance did you do that online facebook emails texts can you sort of give some
1: insight into that yeah sure so we started with um after the initial lockdown one, we absolutely blitzed it on Facebook and emails and Instagram. We gave our lists of all the things that um, people needed to understand about returning to the clinic and we really turned it into a uh, selling it in a really positive light. Like, you know, we're excited to be open, we're excited about seeing you and we're excited that we've fully got our heads around how to make sure or ensure that your safety is um, going to be um, taken care of yeah so i think that's the thing um i think like with everything you can be negative or positive about anything and i think we've got to sit there and go let's show off what our capabilities are and market that and and um you know list all the things that you know, brag about what it is that you've done and what you've put in place and um, and say, you know, we'll get you to fill out this form, we'll be doing your temperature checking. You know, so I think it's actually a brilliant marketing tool. Like you said, um, Catherine, uh, in the last question, you actually gained clients because of the reputation that you're gathering around um, following the right procedures. So I say celebrate it as much as you can through your social media or whichever way you... Um, promote to clients if it's the paper or whatever but I would just really um, make them think you know you've got this and it will end up being a brilliant way for you to market yourself professionally.
0: So for those myotherapists who have just returned or are still waiting to return to practice we hope that you may be able to integrate some of the ideas that we've discussed today into your own COVID recovery plan. Speaking from my own experience, you will recover and you will become experts in infection control protocols. Thank you Sharon and Lucy for joining us today and for sharing your own COVID experience. In the next MyoMatters episode, we will ask what does a COVID safe clinic look like and how can we use this to our advantage? Thank you listeners. It's goodbye from me and from Queensland. I wish all our MA colleagues in Victoria a smooth and safe return to practice.